Hey, hello, how are you? It's your friend Paul here once again with some jazz music for your ears. Hopefully I can provide some lovely songs and stories for you to enjoy your weekend with. This is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 69. That's 69 in English. Don't be getting silly, any crazy ideas about that number. It's just a number after all. And we are talking all about some jazz music. So, five songs, five stories, five unique compositions. And some artists that maybe you've never heard of before. Every single artist today that I'm about to feature is Canadian. I kid you not. I would never lie. Starting it all off with um, the uh, Nick McLean Quartet, or the Nicholas McLean Quartet, as it sometimes is referred to. Either way, Nick McLean Quartet, out of Toronto. He is a 29-year-old jazz pianist and is one of the leaders on the jazz scene in the city of Toronto, and around Canada, for that matter. He specializes in a lot of Herbie Hancock compositions, but this one you're about to hear, well, this... This is his very own, from the 2017 album, Rites of Ascension. This is the Nick McLean Quartet, with Temptation of the Crossroads, Blue versus Brown. Thank you. 
McLean Quartet. How was that for some uh, smoking hot jazz? I really like his style. And I need to give a shout out to my friend Lori, who uh, pinpointed, pinpointed, spotlighted, pointed me in the direction of Mr. Nick McLean, because I really was not familiar with his music. And uh, she let me know that he is going to be playing here in Canada's capital in just a couple of weeks. So I'm going to make it out to that show because, oh man, it's going to be good. And that show is going to be featuring works by the uh, jazz great Herbie Hancock. I've already seen the set list, or the, the, the possible set list, I should say, because it's not guaranteed. They may stray from that. I mean, they are jazz musicians, after all. But that is a show I'm definitely looking forward to. Now, Nick McLean, as I stated earlier, is a young man from Toronto, 29 years of age, and he has definitely, without question, uh, made an impression on the jazz movement in Toronto. He's originally from Ottawa, actually, and uh, yeah, he's uh, one of the most gifted young Toronto pianists to uh, come along in the last few years, according to Adrian Ferruglia, who is a Juno-winning jazz pianist. He's um, one of the most in-demand 20-something piano players in the city of Toronto's rather bustling jazz scene. Now, he has a Bachelor of Music from Humber College back in 2013. So the man is not only a great player, but he's a well-educated one at the same time. As I said, the, the, the Nick McLean Quartet formed in 2016. And, well, Nick McLean... Brownman Ali, Jesse Deitchi, Deitchi, D-E-I-T-S-H-T, boy, let's try that again, D-I-E-T-S-C-H-I, Deitchi, I'm not sure if I mispronounced that, I apologize, I do that quite often, and Jacob Wutzke, W-U-T-Z-K-E, I probably mispronounced that one as well. The Nick McLean Quartet. I am really looking forward to seeing these guys play live because from what I've heard or what I've read review-wise, they are a very dynamic jazz quartet live and a show of all Herbie Hancock music in a single evening. Oh yeah, dial me in. I'm all about it. That is coming up, like I said, I think it's September 15th. I'll have to double-check the dates. Lori did send me the, um, a link to the website. So, uh, it's, and the, the, the club is not far from me. It's about a, maybe a 10 or 15-minute walk from my apartment. So uh, I will wander down the street to see that show. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, let's move on to the second composition for this evening. Uh, and this is a band that uh, I have features in the past and I will continue to feature them in the future from uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. This is the Nightcrawlers with their composition 1974 Blues from the album Do You Know a Good Thing? <laughs> Thank you. 
is Jesse Cahill on the drums, Corey Weeds, alto sax, Steve Kaldstad, tenor sax, Dave Sikula on guitar, and Chris Gestrin on the very dominant, prominent Hammond B3 organ played through the Leslie cabinet. The Nightcrawlers from Vancouver. Now, these fellas first got together back in uh, 2005 or 2006, somewhere around that time. I don't have the exact date, so 16, 17 years they've been playing together. They've got a few albums out, but they play a lot of live gigs because, let's face it, album sales are not where the money is in any line of music these days, jazz especially. Live performance is where the payday is. And apparently... From what I have read, because I have not seen these guys play live, but I would very much like to. But from what I have read, they are one heck of a live act to see. And man, would I like to see them. Now the members of the band pretty much make up the absolute who's who of the Vancouver jazz scene. Vancouver is not close to Ottawa. It's um, London, England is actually closer, believe it or not. I think. Is it? I don't know. I'd have to check. It's far away. It would take about seven days to drive there. If that puts it into perspective for you. Canada is a big country after all. And I'm not even on the furthest eastern part. I'm still easily a thousand kilometers from my uh, mom's hometown of uh, Miramichi, New Brunswick. And then there's Prince Edward Island. Don't forget uh, Cape Breton Island. And, of course, the Great Island of Newfoundland. I did say that with a bit of an Irish accent, didn't I? It's hard to stay in a jazz voice and do a Newfoundland accent. Because it just doesn't flow. The accent does on its own, but not with the jazz show. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Maybe you don't. That's okay. So the composition you just heard, 1974 Blues, was from their album, Do You Know a Good Thing? 2021, Seller Live. Seller Records, Seller Music Group, recorded live to tape. Prior to this release, they hadn't gigged in a number of years. Just on on hiatus, as uh, sometimes bands do. You know, we still have to earn our bread and butter, and let's face it, with the whole pandemic, nobody was able to play any live gigs for a couple of years there, so putting out a record, get the interest back up, I'm sure we can get them out on tour sometime soon. About the band, Jesse says this, and I quote, the most important thing with this band is that we just want people to have a good time. We want people to come down, listen to music, And just feel good. It's not complicated. I absolutely have to agree with that. Just enjoy the music. It isn't complicated. Life is. So let's take the complications out. Just sit back. Get in the groove. And chill. Now about the recording process. Jesse Cahill says, You know, we decided we wanted to do this in a live manner. There was no audience, none whatsoever. But we decided, let's just get there and do it. No isolation booths, no sound masking, 
None of the fancy studio trickery. Let's just mic up everything, sit back, and play. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there's uh, two uh, recently released albums from the Nightcrawlers and Mr. Jesse Cahill, Just Coolin, and Live at Frankie's Jazz Club, which I think is pretty cool. Well, Jesse, well, Live at Frankie's Jazz is, is Steve Kalstad. He's the featured artist performing on that record, but Jesse is part of that ensemble. And of course, Jess Coolin is another new record from the band. I think they're about ready to start touring and playing again because it's been a little bit, right? Okay, I've waxed poetically enough, I think. Let's uh, move it along, shall we? I'm going to feature an artist who I've never show, I've never played on this show before, and I... I kind of feel bad about that because this is a gentleman who, well, he was taught to play piano by Oscar Peterson's older sister, who also taught Oscar Peterson. More about that after we listen to the George Gershwin medley live by Mr. Oliver Jones.
Oh, yeah. Oliver Jones from the Little Burgundy area of Montreal. Now, Oliver started to play piano when he was five years of age. He was studying uh, under Madame Bonheur in uh, Little Burgundy's Union United Church, which was made famous by uh, Trevor W. Payne's Montreal Jubilation Gospel Choir. Now, he continued to develop his talent and his skill set by studying with uh, Daisy Peterson Sweeney, Oscar Peterson's older sister. He started to study with her when he was eight years old. So, he... He's been playing for 82 years. 82 years he's been playing piano. Now, he started to tour uh, throughout the 50s, uh, right through to the mid-60s, mainly in the Montreal area with tours in Quebec City and Vermont as well. But from 1964 to 1980, he was the music director for... for um, uh, Jamaican Calypso singer Kenny Hamilton, based out of Puerto Rico. In late 1980, he teamed up with uh, the late great Charlie Biddle. Working in and around the local club scene and hotel lounges in Montreal, he became the resident pianist at Charlie Biddle's jazz club, Biddle's, from 81 to 86. His very first live recording, Live at Biddle's, 1983. It was the first record on the Just In Time record label. Just In Time has been a predominant uh, jazz label here in Canada, recording some of the greats. He's been playing nonstop ever since. He toured Nigeria in 1990, and it was the subject, uh, he was the subject uh, of a 1990 National Film Board of Canada documentary, Oliver Jones in Africa. He also appears in the National National Film Board animated short, Black Soul. The man is not only just an accomplished musician, but um, he arranged and performed the original score to the uh, documentary film Seasons of Change, about Jackie Robinson's season with the Montreal Royals Baseball Club in 1946. He's a very prominent player and has about 25 recordings, I think, all told. His latest was in 2013, called Just For My Lady. Of course, the one you just heard was from his 1990 album, Live in Baden, Switzerland. That, for some bizarre, strange reason, sat on a shelf for 22 years. wasn't released until 2012, and he was nominated for a Juno for that, uh, for that recording. He's been uh, nominated nine times, and he has won uh, twice for um, his album Lights of Burgundy in 1986, and again in 2009 for second time around. Accomplished musician, he, has, uh, he was bestowed with the officer as an officer of the Order of Canada in 1993. In 1994, he was bestowed with the National Order of Quebec with the rank of Chevalier, or Knight en Anglais. He was given the Felix Award, which is um, an award presented annually in the province of Quebec. Now, let me see if I can spit this out correctly. It's ADISC, and ADISC is Association du Disque de Industrie du Spectacle Québécois. It's bestowed upon artists working in the music and humor industry in, in, in Quebec. 
He has won that a total of four times, 1989, 94, 2007, and again in 2008. He was voted Keyboardist of the Year from the National Jazz Awards in 2006. He received the Oscar Peterson Award in 1990. And in 1999, he was awarded the Special Achievement Award at the SOCAN Awards in Toronto. SOCAN is the uh, Society of Composers, Authors, and Music Publishers of Canada. It's um, a rights holder. basically represents the performing rights of more than 135,000 songwriters, composers, and music publishers. It's a licensing program, effectively, is what it is. But they do award artists with prizes, of course. Okay, I think I've uh, gone on long enough. I think it's time for some more music. What do you think? I'm going to play a, a composition from uh, a quartet, a quintet, sorry, a quintet, uh, featuring Charlie Biddle. This was recorded in 1996. They didn't call the quintet anything. It was just each individual player's names. It was just called In Good Company, the name of the album, featuring Ray Downs, Oliver Jones, Renee Lee, Wally Muhammad, Johnny O'Neill, Richard Ring, and of course, Charlie Biddle. On this particular composition, this is Bewitched from In Good Company. He's a fool and don't I know it but a fool can have his charms I'm in love and don't I show it like a baby The same old sad sensation. Lately, I've not slept a wink since this half pint imitation put me on the Simpering, whimpering child again, bewitched, bothered and bewildered, am I? sleep when love came and told me I shouldn't sleep bewitched bothered and bewildered 
voice of Renee Lee. Originally hails from uh, New York City, but she's been a pillar of the Montreal jazz scene for, my goodness, more than 50 years. Of course, she was married to uh, the late Richard Ring, who passed away in 2018 of cancer. One of Canada's greatest jazz guitar players in the history of Canada quite frankly. He also performed with some of the biggest luminaries in the, in the uh, music industry. Tony Bennett, Sammy Davis Jr., Ed Thigpen, and of course, the featured pianist on that composition, Oliver Jones. Drumming by Wally Muhammad, who's been on the scene for a very long time. Don't have a whole lot of information about the man, though. I, don't, I can't even find a photograph of him. But I do know that he's been playing for a long time, gigging for decades, as the saying goes. Of course, that was featured on the Justin Time label, which was founded in 1983, as I stated earlier, with their very first recording and release with Oliver Jones. Got a full circle on this one, eh? I like to do that. I like to circle back, bring different things in, let you know how it's all connected together. I think some days I'm better at it than others. Today, I'm not so sure. I didn't did actually get a chance to see Renee a few years back. I think it was 2018 or 2019. 2019 Jazz Fest? Because I attend the Jazz Fest here in Ottawa every year. And, you know, there might be an artist or two that I really want to see. And, and then it's like, okay, well, this is the ticket I bought for this artist. But there's always several other shows ongoing the same evening. So... I was lucky enough to see her live. Of course, that's, you know, a few months, well, 2019, and then we all know what happened when 2020 rolled around, right? Would be a couple years before we get to see live jazz again, let alone live music. Renee Lee, Richard Ring, Oliver Jones, Charlie Biddle, Wally Muhammad. It's a great record in good company. Charlie Biddle played, you know, because he owned his own jazz club, which unfortunately is no longer there. Well, the building is, but it's it's not Biddle's anymore. After he passed away, it ran for a couple more years, and then they eventually sold it off to, um, I'm not even sure. I can find out for you if you like. Why don't I do that? Give me two seconds. I'll be right back. So, history on the club. Uh, it was opened by George Durst and Charlie Biddle in 1981 under the name of Biddle's Jazz and Ribs on Elmer Street. Of course, Charlie died in 2003, and then in 2005, the club was renamed the House of Jazz, following a rather bitter legal battle between Durst and the Biddle family. In 2018, uh, Durst added uh, Oliver Jones' name in tribute to the, the legendary pianist, Currently, well, currently, as of, I guess it was 2020, it was owned by um, Durst's daughter, Adrienne. But they uh, unfortunately could not survive through the pandemic, and uh, it closed permanently, sadly. Now, there is still the House of Jazz in Laval, which is still operational. And uh, they do have a a dedicated website and are still running, but uh, I guess... They just couldn't make a go of it. I don't know what's going on. I, I had heard a rumor that it was purchased, um, the space was purchased by a 
large chain, but I don't I don't have anything to to, to corroborate that. I'm not so sure. Anyway, if you've ever seen the um, Matthew Broderick, not Matthew Broderick, sorry, Matthew Perry um, film, The Whole Nine Yards, along with Bruce Willis, it was shot in Montreal and takes place in Montreal. There's a scene that actually takes place at the club near the beginning of the film where they go in for a bite to eat and they go to Biddle's. Charlie Biddle is playing. And at the end of the film, when Matthew Perry is dancing on a balcony with his co-star Natasha Henstrich, who he had just married and they were on their honeymoon in Niagara Falls, the scene switches to uh, Stephanie Biddle singing uh, Who's Laughing Now in the club. And of course, right beside her father, playing stand-up bass, Charlie Biddle. So, a little bit of trivia for you there, I guess. Hey, Why not? Just realizing now, too, that that film, The Whole Nine Yards, came out in the year 2000. That's 22 years ago. Okay, I'm going to marinate on that one for a little bit, because I, 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 I can't believe that's true, and yet it very much is. <laughs> Okay, enough of me. How about we get back to the music, eh? This next composition is by another Canadian artist. This is Joe Seeley with the composition Caterpillar Tree. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do.
Joe Seeley from his 1996 Juno award-winning album, Africville Suite, Caterpillar Tree. And if you're wondering what Africville is, now, I know if you're Canadian, you probably are well aware of Africville. But if you're not, and you might be listening to this in another part of the world, I've noticed that there's listeners in Belgium, so shout out to Belgium. And thank you for listening. Africville was a community in the north end of Halifax, in the province of Nova Scotia, in the Maritimes. As it is colloquially referred to by those who live there from the Maritimes. Africville was a small community of predominantly African Nova Scotians who uh, had settled and built their own community in in, uh, Halifax on the southern shore of Bedford Basin. And it existed from the 1800s to the 1960s. Of course, in the 1960s, it was raised, as in R-A-Z-E-D, where they tore everything down and relocated everybody in, 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 under the guise of, well, <sighs> urban renewal. But realistically, that isn't what it was. It wasn't urban renewal at all. Some silly white people just didn't like an entire black community that supported one another. I mean, really, at the heart of it was racism is what it was. You can read all about it. There's multiple pages on the internet dedicated to it. There's um, one specifically... Um, the story of Africville on uh, humanrights.ca. And uh, it, it's, uh, hmm. it'll tell you all about what it was, what happened to it, and how, how influential it was on, on Joe Seeley. As Joe, you know, was born there. His, his grandfather was born there. His grandfather actually... Um, survived the Halifax Harbor explosion of 1917. He received a piece of shrapnel in the head as part of that, so he had his own souvenir of that terrible, terrible time in history. If you're not familiar with the Halifax Harbor explosion, well, you can look that one up too. Prior to Hiroshima, it was the largest explosion in history. It was not intentional. It was an accident. Thousands died including telegraph operator Vince Coleman. That's a historical moment for the Canadians who know what I'm talking about. Mr. Joe Seeley won the, won the Juno Award for that album, Africville Sweet and Caterpillar Tree, is, is a composition that I quite enjoy. Okay, I will take my leave now as I have many things I have to get to today. I have a busy long weekend ahead and... I need to get this um, mastered and released as soon as possible. Hopefully I can get enough today, but most likely it won't be until Sunday, because uh, as soon as I hit stop, I have to run out. <laughs> Such is life sometimes, right? We get busy. But I promise you I will release this as soon as I can. I guess that's kind of neither here nor there, because you only hear it when I release it. <laughs> anyway. At this recording, it is currently Saturday morning. What is the date? I can't even remember the date. September 3rd, 2022.
Saturday morning of the Labor Day long weekend, sort of the psychological end of summer. It's not really the end of summer. Summer goes on till technically September 21st, but the warm weather is going to stay with us for a little while yet, eh? Okay. I'm off to Montreal tomorrow, so I won't be around for a little bit, but I hope you enjoyed the time we spent together today. You take care. I'll be back real soon, I promise. Bye.